God on this Pentecost Sunday. So everyone stand up and let's just sing to God this morning.
place to party than at church. He deserves the endless praise, amen? Did you know it's Pentecost Sunday? Pentecost Sunday, that's a day to celebrate. Celebrate the Holy Spirit when He came for us. Jesus said to us, it is going to be better that I go because the Holy Spirit will come and be with you always. Isn't that awesome? Holy Spirit, we thank You. We give You praise. We celebrate You today on Pentecost Sunday. We thank You that You are here right now, Holy Spirit. We thank You. Thank You that You never leave us. Thank You that You guide us into truth. Thank You that You empower us. Thank You that You give us counsel. Thank You for Your incredible love imparted right now into every person. Thank You, Holy Spirit, that You would want to speak and minister into every person this morning. Thank You, Holy Spirit. We celebrate You. We honour You. We give You glory today. We lift You high, higher than any other thing here in, uh, that rep- is represented in our city and in our nation and our, in the nations. We lift You high. We glorify You. We magnify You. Be glorified in our lives today, Holy Spirit. Fall afresh, fill afresh today. Fill every person afresh today, Holy Spirit, I pray. May we be open to You. May we allow You to have Your way in our lives. Thank You, Holy Spirit. Pour out Your blessing upon every person. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. How about you give Him a great big huge hand of praise because He is worthy. We glorify You, Holy Spirit. Almighty God. Worthy. So worthy. Amen. Awesome. So worthy to be celebrated. Welcome to to church this morning on Queen's birthday morning. Yes. Not, well, it's not actually, it's tomorrow, isn't it? Queen's birthday weekend. Well, we're going to have chocolate. Well, some of us are. Welcome to church anyway. You may be seated. Shall we have the chocolates now, eh? Speaking of chocolate, we're going to celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. So, has anyone had a a wedding anniversary or a birthday in the past week. Is it? We're hiding. James. It's a day. Happy birthday, James. You are sneaky. Man, happy birthday. How old are you? Happy birthday. Very cool. Yeah, which one are we going to have? Is there anyone else? Anyone else? That, no? Andrew here this morning? No? I feel like there's been a few, but maybe they're all away. Anyway, we're partying with you beautiful ladies. Okay, how about you stand tuned? I hope these kids are going to be celebrating you all morning. <laughs> you behave the best they ever, ever have. Let's pray over Danny and Jim's. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, 
favour, prosperity, purpose and protection over them. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Bless you. If you're here for the first time today, we have a guest pack for you. If you haven't received our guest pack, Owen's at the back there waving it there for you. So please pick one on your pick one up on your way out this morning. I do hope that you got to enjoy a coffee at the Crossover Cafe. If you're not, there is a coffee card in there that you get to bring back for another time. We'd love you to fill out your details so we can get to know you. We'll be in touch with you. We had a, a very um, special gathering here yesterday. You can see Pastor Anthony here all the way from the UK. It's great to have you with us this morning, Pastor Anthony. Here, how about you give him a great big hand? It was a special gathering and a, and a, a sad yet celebratory gathering of celebrating uh, Tawanashi's 10 years of life. Uh, he passed away of a, after a, a seven-year battle with leukemia. His family are absolutely incredible, aren't they? Absolutely incredible. Such a strong faith. They were determined to celebrate Tawanashi's life yesterday. Ten years, and yet he had such an impact on people's lives. Incredible impact. And it gave the challenge to us all. Come on, we need to seize. We need to seize today we need to seize, we need to live life and they were determined to, to do that with Tawanashi and continue that on. So one day we will be together again and that will be a great day free of sorrow. Looking forward to that day but in the meantime we're seizing today. We have School of the Spirit coming up this month so isn't that great? Pentecost Sunday in June and School of the Spirit in June, a great celebratory month of, of the Holy Spirit. So 23rd, 24th of June, I encourage you to, to register for that. We're going to have uh, John Kens coming all the way from Melbourne to be with us and Daz Chettle all the way from Christchurch. We managed to meet up with Daz this week, had a great time with him. He is pumped and excited. Tell you, <laughs> get ready. It's going to be a good time, 23rd, 24th of June. You can register at the Hub or online. Well, this morning we are, well, I'm very privileged to be doing a baby dedication this morning for my beautiful cousin's daughters. So if, um, if Cindy and Tanya and Jeff and family would like to come forward, then that would be great. And we thought the kids might like to enjoy that too this morning. Sheridan, if you'd like to come and join me, that would be great. say hi to someone next to you, especially if you haven't met them before. <laughs> hi. 
so this morning we are going to dedicate beautiful Emily here. Hey, Emily. And beautiful Kari here. Hey. So isn't that great? Yeah, we're doing this as a church family together. So beautiful parents and family. It's great to, we're a family, isn't it? The whole raising of children, it takes a family, takes a community together and that's important. So beautiful to have family standing here today. I want to encourage you with this scripture from Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 to 7. It says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving to you today. And then it says, Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Repeat them again and again. When you're on the road, when you're going to bed, as in 24-7, day and night, repeat them. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And so I encourage you beautiful parents today to um, make sure that these gorgeous girls know about their family heritage. You've got an incredible family heritage that you stand upon, that you follow. Um, Make sure that they know. You know, um, God would encourage His his children, uh, Israel, you know, don't forget about all the great and mighty wonderful things that I have done, where I have brought you. And so you stand upon that. You stand upon not only the generations and generations that have gone before, but the generations that are here today with you. And so ensure that these girls know Almighty God, know the heritage of the family that goes before. So Kari Chanel Clark. (laughs) Beautiful name, isn't it? I looked up the meanings of of their names and so I hope I got the right meanings as well. (laughs) That's what you found. But um, what I found for Kari is pure of heart. That is from the Greek, pure of heart. And I also found, uh, I think Norse, is that from Norway, I think, Norse? Gust of wind, curly-haired. I thought, that is interesting, isn't it? Just look at her. (laughs) Gust of wind, I think that's appropriate for today, Pentecost Sunday. (laughs) And curly-haired. And Emily Jewel Windsor. Beautiful young Emily, 10 months old. Yes. I found the meaning to be industrious flatterer, to strive or rival, and then friendly, tender, and kind. And I know that Emily is named after our beautiful Nana. And when I read those words, industrious, flatterer, to strive or rival, friendly, tender, and kind, I instantly thought of Nana. That that is so true of our Nana. And then Jewel, precious stone, joy. And so I declare 
these meanings over them today. And I also, as I was um, praying, praying for these beautiful girls, I also um, felt to encourage you um, parents to continue to build up the self-confidence and self-worth of these gorgeous daughters, that, um, that they do not need to find their self-confidence, to find their self-worth in anything else, but that they would look to, they would look to God. They will know, they will know, they will know without a doubt their self-worth, their self-confidence comes from Him. I sense Father's desire for these gorgeous girls. They are his masterpiece. He has a plan and a purpose for each one. And I encourage you to encourage them to walk in, walk in it. Seek him. Continually seek him. Father, God designed them. They are his masterpiece. His love and his desire for them is huge, great, as it is for you all. Amen. How about we pray for these beautiful ones? Okay, thank you. Okay, Sheridan, you're going to have to take hold of one. Okay, do you think I can hold them both? (laughs) Okay, yes, I think you might need to. This feels strange, girls. (laughs) I'm used to boys. (laughs) Well, Father, we thank you. Thank you so much for these beautiful daughters that you have designed so beautifully. They are your masterpiece. And so, Father God, we offer them to you today. We say thank you. We give you thanks for their lives. And we thank you for the plan and the purpose that you have for Kari and for Emily. We thank you, Father, that your plans and purpose are for good. And they are also incredibly powerful, that you are almighty God, that you would not plan for anything less than your, for, for your beautiful daughters. So we declare your plan and purpose for them to come to pass, that they would fix their eyes on you, that they would grow to know you, that they would they would love the journey of of getting to know you, their Heavenly Father, more and more. And I declare your protection upon their lives, Father God, your blessing poured out upon their lives. I thank you that you would be with them 24-7. I thank you for your wisdom deposited into their parents. I thank you uh, that they would know your presence in their homes that they would know your wisdom imparted to them each and every day, that they would know as parents need that extra patience, extra strength. Father, thank you for them. When we thank you for the heritage that they stand upon, we honour you for that. We honour them as a family. I declare your blessing, health, favour, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, they're so good. 
now, would some family members like to pray? Is Jeanette here? running away with Emily. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Jeff and Tanya's mother, and I'd just like to say, may the bond Kari and Emily form with the Lord today, guide them through a happy life. May they always walk in the presence of angels. And may you, Tanya, Jeff and Cindy, and your children feel God's love today and always. And from Psalm 107, verse 8, praise the Lord for his love and for the wonderful things he does for all of us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jeanette. <laughs> so much, much help. Yeah, she is. <laughs> well, how about you give it up for this beautiful family? Gorgeous girls. so well behaved kids down here are you ready to go and celebrate with gems <laughs> anyone going to whip up a cake <laughs> okay be really well behaved <laughs> I declare blessing upon you this morning have fun kids so is everyone going out this way or the dynamites are going Three and four-year-olds are going that way. Five, two, up to intermediates that way. We're going to gather around communion together. So thank you, Pastor Ray. How about you give it up for Pastor Ray this morning as he comes. Great. Thank you, Jan. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Lovely to see you. Isn't that wonderful to see that baby dedication? Isn't it? Yes, of course it is. It's great. It's great. If the Emlines could be distributed, that would be fantastic. Thank you. A special welcome back to Trevor and Margot. Lovely to have you with us. Let's give them a hand. It's lovely to see them back safe and sound after their time away. Reading from Matthew 26, verse 26. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. <laughs> then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. 
I want to draw your attention to that opening statement. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. I love the concept of blessing. I really do. Do you know our Heavenly Father absolutely longs to bless you with His goodness? He absolutely does. Blessing means to the intention or with intention, with purpose, to press goodness into our lives. And Jesus blesses this bread. He blesses His body that as we partake it, our bodies would be blessed. That the body of Christ, His church, would be blessed. Blessed with health, blessed with healing, blessed to see the goodness of God released in all that His church does on the face of the earth. Isn't that wonderful? The psalmist said it like this in Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. It goes on and on with the same theme. In Ephesians 1, Paul says, Or praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, with every spiritual blessing, blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. It goes on. He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave our sins. He has showered His kindness upon us, along with all wisdom and all understanding. I love communion because it's an opportunity for you and I to receive afresh of the blessing of God. Isn't that wonderful? Our sins are forgiven. We can come into His presence just as though we'd never sinned. We receive of His blessing of life forevermore. And I want to encourage you, church, you know, I, I, I see this, I guess, a lot. We can sort of try and limit God a little. But God wants to say, I want to take off the limits. And I want you to receive my blessing. The blessing of being in my presence, knowing you are absolutely spotless. The blessing of knowing that I'm with you. As he said to Abraham in Genesis 15. He says, do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. Your exceedingly great reward. And we can look to God for the blessings that we can receive, which is fine. But the greatest blessing to know that the Lord himself is our exceedingly great reward. And as we participate of these emblems, may you be blessed. May you be blessed in your body. May you be blessed knowing that your sins are forgiven. Isn't that wonderful? Absolutely wonderful. So let's pray. Father, thank you that you are the God who blesses. And Father, we bless you this morning. Jesus, we praise you, we bless you, and we thank you for your body and your blood. We thank you for your body that was broken, that we may have health and healing. We thank you for your precious blood that, Lord, cleanse us from all sin, that we can stand in your presence just as though we've never sinned, spotless and white. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your incredible sacrifice. And Father, I release your life upon us as we participate of these emblems. May we walk as Jesus walked. May we live as Jesus lived, full of the Spirit, full of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's eat and drink together.
we're going to continue in our worship now. The team are going to bless us with a song especially for Pentecost Sunday today. And so I would like to invite you, I'd love us all to stand and, and to be open to Holy Spirit because He is with us right now. He knows each one of us better than we know ourselves. And He longs to meet each one right where we're at. He longs to have a beautiful intimacy with each one of us. And so I want to invite us to stand and to open ourselves up to Him, to allow Him to speak into us. How about you speak to Him? Share what you would want to share with Him from your heart and allow Him to speak back as the team minister to us with this song. And as we feel, we can join with them. So allow yourself to be open to Him right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Everything 
say, Lord, that none of us have got it together, but with you, anything's possible. 
was thinking as we sang that song, Spirit of God, Full Fresh in Me. It's beautiful, isn't it? But I wonder how many of us sang that with a Western mindset. The Western mindset would be, God, fall afresh on me because this feels good. Let me feel your, the presence. Let me feel you, Holy Spirit, because this feels good. Fill me so I feel good. Yet the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost to empower the church to be witnesses to the end of the earth, to tell every person about the goodness of God, not just to feel good. Now, there's nothing wrong with feeling good, but it's only half a story. And um, by the way, that item at the start, guys, that was, come on, beautiful, fantastic. Fantastic. Can we sing Spirit of God Fall Afresh, that part again? And can we sing it as a church on mission? Holy Spirit, fall afresh on me, not so that I just feel good, but fall afresh on me, empower me afresh to be your hands and feet, Jesus. Empower me afresh. Make me bold to step out when I get the opportunity and share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stir me so that I can't settle back and just watch the world go by, but that I understand that I'm on mission for the Most High God on Tuesday morning, because it's a holiday. When I go into my workplace, I'm on mission. Can we sing it again from that mindset and open Open ourselves before the Holy Spirit. Allow Him. I don't actually feel like I need to say too much because I rob Him of what He wants to do. But I believe as we sing this, and from that mindset, the Holy Spirit wants to do something. So thanks, guys. Spirit of God, fulfill
can we link? Take someone's hand around you. I hate it when they do this in church, but I feel to, so I'm going to. Every person in the building link. Somehow. You've only got, if you need to put a foot out, put a foot out. Yeah, cross the aisle, do what you need to do. Because the Bible says on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. There was a sense of unity. And they were there because they had been told to be there, waiting. They were waiting enthusiastically. They were waiting expectant. They had faith that God wanted to do something. I've got faith this morning that God wants to do something, not necessarily, well, He does want to do something in us, but He wants to do something through us for the sake of the city. And if we can link together in one accord that He has saved us, He set us free, He has empowered us for the sake of the city and the nation and the nations. I believe that He wants to do something and will do something in our hearts. Can we sing that again? Guys, says you. Thank you. Open your heart to Him. Just allow Him to move as He chooses.
on your left and right. Come on, lift them before God. Pentecost was about the us. It wasn't about the me. It was about the us. It was about the empowering of the church to touch the world. Father, fill the people on our left and on our right a fresh Holy Spirit. Power and boldness. Encourage. Fill them with courage, Lord. step out. We're not stepping out on our own. We step out filled with the fullness of God. pray for yourself fresh touch of heaven on your life ask I notice in the scriptures and through the scriptures that Pentecost is not it was for those who wanted it those who were unified those who who were excited expectant full of faith saying Holy Spirit I want to work on your behalf Chapter 1, the disciples were told to wait. Wait. Wait and you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Then in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, all believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly... There was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. 
And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages. I love that. Everyone that was present. Everyone. That means no one was excluded. Everyone. Everyone. Yet as we go through the Scriptures, we find that the apostles found people that weren't filled. Go to Acts chapter 8. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for these new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. Acts 19, when Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast, where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience, he asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Jesus said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and then Paul laid his hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came on them. And they spoke in other tongues and they prophesied. When you gave your life to Christ, when you came into relationship with Jesus Christ, you received the Holy Spirit. Every believer, every believer, every disciple of Christ has the Holy Spirit living within them, resident within them. This is what happens the moment that we give our our lives to Christ. That's what happens. Romans 8. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ, Jesus, but because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Romans 8, verses 9 to uh, 11. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, He will give you your mortal bodies the same Spirit living. When you give your life to Christ, when you connect, when you receive salvation, you can try and pack salvation differently. You can say, you know, when we're connected with Jesus, when we're forgiven of our sins, but there's something really rich with the word word salvation. It means that we've been reconnected with Jesus. We've been made right. It means that our sin, our wrongdoing, where we've missed the mark has been removed and erased. We now are in relationship with Jesus Christ, because he died on a cross for us. He was raised from the dead so that we might have life. When we give our lives to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit takes up residence within. 
How that works, I've got no idea. The fullness of God living in me, living in you. That's a mystery in itself, isn't it? Because the Holy Spirit is God. He is the fullness of God. The fullness of God living. But sometimes, you know, I think people think in terms of class, there is no second class salvation. There is no half salvation. There is not, they got more saved than I got, or they, their salvation is better than my salvation. No, no, you're either in relationship with God or you're not. And if you are, you are, and you're developing and you're learning and you're journeying. And if you're not, let's hope you're developing, learning and journeying toward relationship with Him. There's no second class. Jesus is our Lord. He's our Savior. He's the Lord. He's the boss. I gave my life to Him. I didn't give part of it to Him. I gave everything to Him. You're now the boss. You have authority over me. You have authority over my world, what my world looks like, where my journey goes, where my journey doesn't go. You are my Lord. That's what we're saying when we say Lord. But you're also my Savior, the one who has rescued me, the one who has uh, put me back together, the one who has set me on a path. But I'm reminded today that our journey with Jesus is not just about eternity. It's about this world. You know, Ephesians 2.10 talks about the fact that we are masterpieces, His masterpiece, and He's, got, he's planned many things for us to do. He's really interested about this life. He's really interested in what you and I do with this world. Otherwise, when we said yes to Jesus, we would have been like, beam me up, Scotty, and out of here. But that's not what happened. No, no, he, he, he fills you. He puts the Holy Spirit in you. And he says, but wait, there's more if you want it. We'll go there in a moment. But he says, now I've got this journey of through, through life and I want you to ooze kingdom wherever you go. I want you to breathe the kingdom of God wherever you go. Wherever you go, I want you to draw people closer to me. I want you to turn people's attention toward God. He's got the stuff for us to do. And how he does that is that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things I've come to learn, and my illustration breaks down a little, but we receive the Holy Spirit as a deposit of the inheritance that is to come when we are saved, when we give our lives to Christ. But then there is Pentecost. And Pentecost is about baptism of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost is when the Holy Spirit was poured out on them. And the signs that followed, and as we look where uh, the apostles laid hands on people when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, the signs following were generally that they spoke in tongues and prophesied. This was Pentecost, and Pentecost is to empower us to live the lives that God wants us to live. The Holy Spirit comes to empower so that we will be witnesses. When you look at Acts chapter 1 there, it says, wait, the Holy Spirit will come and He will empower you to be my witnesses, power to witness. That's what the purpose of Pentecost is about. And it's kind of like we can go into a car yard, for lack of thinking of another car, a Mitsubishi Lancer. And I go into the car yard and I'm looking at the cars and I go, I'll have that Mitsubishi Lancer, please. And they go, that's wonderful, sir. There's the keys. And I drive off my Mitsubishi Lancer. 
But what I didn't realize is there was more than one Lancer on the yard. That was the GL version. Now that GL version is completely complete. It's a nice car. It does, it's very functional. It does what it's intended to do. But sitting here in the workshop, or in the, 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 the um, dealer, is the VRX model. That's got all the bells, whistle, and fruit in it. And it still does the basics, just like any car would do, but its potential has been a bit further realized. You know, it's got a bit better engine, it's got a few more gadgets and stuff. Much nicer car. And what I didn't realize when I bought the GL was that the VRX was sitting there. How much more for the VRX? Oh, it's the same price, sir. What do you mean it's the same price? Does got all these extras. You know, it's the same price. So here I am driving my GL, Mitsubishi Lancer. Saved, set free, forgiven. Holy Spirit living in me. When all the time, for no extra cost, I could be driving the VRX. Saved, set free. Holy Spirit living in me. Baptized in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit upon me anointing me, filling me afresh for the things he's called me to do. But so many of us are happy to sit with the GL when we could have had the VRX all along. And Pentecost was about the VRX, not the GL. Does that make sense? Have I got you? Do you understand? The, the illustration breaks down. Don't go too far. I'm not talking about cars, really. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is what Pentecost is about. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is available to every person. The apostles understood that baptism of the Holy Spirit was different to salvation. They also understood that baptism in the Holy Spirit was needed and is powerful. John 16, 7 says, But in fact, it is best for... This is the words of Jesus. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. And if I do go away, then I will send him to you. He's speaking of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying, uh, I'm one, he's God, but you know, one. If he goes away, the Holy Spirit will come and will fill, who is also God, and will fill every single one of us. Therefore, we will be able to do greater than what he ever did. It's amazing. It's incredible. So just let me finish answering this question quickly. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is not it. You hear that a lot. People talking about, oh, it's the Spirit. It, it. Holy Spirit's not it. He. The Holy Spirit is God. The fullness of God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. That just popped our minds because our minds can't quite comprehend that. One God, three persons. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They are unique persons, but they are all fully God. The Holy Spirit is God. God dwelling in you. God empowering you. God filling you.
1 Corinthians 2.10 says that the Holy Spirit thinks and knows. Ephesians 4.30 says we can grieve the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12.11 says he does as he wills. In other words, intelligence, emotions, will. That's what is required to be a person. He's the person of the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1.2 is the first mention. He brooded, he hovered over the waters of the earth. He's been there. He is God. So the person of the Holy Spirit the one who we journey with. He's like our interface with God. Everything we do with God happens through the Holy Spirit. You pray for a miracle. It happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. You pray for healing. It happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. You ask for, uh, you, you operate in a gift of the Spirit. It's happening through the power of the Holy Spirit because the person of the Holy Spirit gives us power to wisdom, it says in uh, Power to witness, it says in Acts 1.8. Edifies us, it says in Romans 8. Counsels us, it says in John 14. Leads us all into, into all truth, John 15. Gives us gifts, 1 Corinthians 12. Produces fruit in us, Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You might be sitting there going, wow, I haven't got all those things yet. Me neither. That's why it's a journey. He is God. Psalms 139 says this, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the dark to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness I cannot hide from you. Because to you, night shines as bright as the day. He is God. And He is a person. He is not in it. He is not that nebulous force of the universe. He is not that. He's not some mystical force that does whatever. He's not that. He is a person. And this person, the Holy Spirit, wants to relate with you. And he wants to relate with me. And in fact, he is the one who empowers us to make any difference that we're going to make on behalf of the kingdom. When you came into the building today, you brought the Holy Spirit with you. When you leave the building at the end of this, you take the Holy Spirit with you. When you turn up at work on Tuesday morning, school, university, wherever you're going on Tuesday morning, you take the Holy Spirit and all His power with you. When you walk into the room, God literally walks in with you. Who do you think you are? God literally walks in the room with you. And this has got to be more than an understanding. This has got to be something of the revelation of God because when this drops in our spirit as as revelation rather than just a good idea, it'll change the way we live. It'll change the way we interact. It'll change our expectations. It'll change the way we treat one another. 
It'll change everything. Because Pentecost happened. Because the Holy Spirit was poured out on mankind. Can I invite you to stand for a moment? And I don't know where you're at this morning, but if you've come here and you're not in relationship with Jesus, if you're not walking with God, you, you'll know if you're not. No one needs to explain. If you're sitting, standing there going, am I, aren't I, am I, aren't I? The answer is no. I'm not black and white on many things, but I am on that. You've either got God or you haven't. And if you haven't, my prayer is that you're moving toward Him. That you're moving toward Him. And if you've got Him, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. That's fact. The question that you need to answer now is, do I want to sat- be satisfied with the GL model or do I, want to, do I want to live the VRX? Because that's why the Holy Spirit came. That's why he was sent. To empower his church. To fill us. I don't know if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. My friend, you need to be. You need to be. If you're really going to take up the mission that God's given us and you want to do your best to cooperate with Him and live empowered by Him, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Generally, the signs following that were that they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. I've heard people say, well, if I don't speak in tongues, does it mean I'm not baptized in the Holy Spirit? I don't know. Just speak in tongues. You can if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You're choosing not to. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would stir every person right now. Oh God, that there would be a a righteous hunger stir within us that says, Lord, I want everything you've got so I can be all you've called me to be and run my race the way you've called me to run the race. Father, I want to be a part of a generation that sees your will come to pass, not a generation that sits in the grandstands and watches the faithful few. Father, stir a hunger in us. On the day of Pentecost, when they met in that upper room, Lord, that was an event. I understand that, but I also understand that you meant that same power, that same person, the Holy Spirit to be released on all believers for all time. And today I'm asking that you'd breathe fresh on your church. That you'd re-envision your church, you'd re-empower, encourage your church. that we'd rise up with incredible boldness and confidence in our generation. 
Father, fill every person afresh. Holy Spirit, fill every person afresh. Rest on every person afresh, I pray. In Jesus' name. If you've come here today and you're in heaven, made Jesus Christ your Lord and Saviour, why don't you do that before you leave? The invitation's been issued by God. Jesus died on a cross. He was risen from the dead. He did that because in our own strength, we couldn't reconnect with God, but through Jesus, we can. He did that so that we can journey this life connected with our Creator, the way we were designed. Not only this life, but eternity. And if you've come into this place today and you don't know Him, or you've come into this place and for whatever reason you've stepped back from your relationship with Him, there is no judgment in this place toward you. But there's incredible encouragement toward you. Come on, get connected. Get connected to Jesus. Get connected to God. It's a life you were born to live. It's a life you were designed to live. Bow your heads just for a moment. If you're saying yes to Jesus this morning, I'm going to ask you to hold your hand up for a moment just so I can see it. You're not responding to me. You're responding to God, but I want to be able to acknowledge you. Today, if you're saying yes to Jesus for the first time or you're coming, saying, I need to come back, I need to get myself back into relationship with you, can you just give me a wave so I can pray for you? Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. That's awesome. Thank you. I see your hand. I've seen two people so far. That's great. Anybody else this morning? couple more seconds it's fantastic that is fantastic two people have given me a wave the Bible tells me that when one person gets right with God the angels have a party two people heaven's having a party can we give them a massive again that's wonderful Please make sure we connect with you before you go. Finally, as we finish, I'd like to uh, create an opportunity here. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you would like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'd love for that to happen for you this morning. Very simply, the Bible said that the apostles laid hands on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke in tongues and prophesied. That's my expectation. And I invite you. If you've not been baptized, and you know again if you have been or not, if you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, why not take advantage of this moment as we celebrate Pentecost together and let's do our absolute best to represent Jesus well in Hamilton. And if you fall over and make a complete mess of it, as we do, just get up and go again because that's what a journey is about. Yeah? Amen. Fantastic. I might get you to come back, Sheridan, and share with us. I know um, we shared in the 9 a.m. and Sheridan's got the the right numbers. And so I, if I share it, I will give you the wrong info. 
But we had faith commitments. Yes. Receiving our faith commitment offering last Sunday. And I encourage you, if you haven't got your slip in yet, they look like uh, they're at the door. You can be seated if you like. And they look like this. Remember, your faith commitment is between you and God. It's about faith. It's about for our global mandate. Anyway, last week we did the, um, we just started to receive them. Last week, 66 promises came in for a total of $194,750. Yeah, that is worth it. That's wonderful. So, get involved, please. That's probably uh, a third of what we're expecting to come in. So that's a fantastic start. I've got a, I've got a, uh, a faith goal in my heart this year that we're going to exceed 400,000. And based on that, we're probably going to be faith. Awesome. Thank you. Great. Matt Good, partnering together for not only our nation, but the nations. And so as you see from the banners, our missionaries are dotted all over the world. And they will be thankful that we are partnering with them because they can't do it without us, can they? It's, it's a together thing. So, yeah, bless you, church, as we step out together by faith. God, thank you for your provision. Thank you for providing as we step out in faith. Amen. Well, we're going to sing to finish. Uh, and as you